Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Under Review Show. This is the Aftermath episode, the Adderall of podcasts for anyone wondering. If you wanted, mm. if you wanted your fix, you got it. It's, it is your designer barbiturate of podcasting adventures here at the Under Review Show. The Aftermath, where we talk about how we got our asses kicked betting on football on the weekend. Or not kicked, by the way, because last week we crushed it. This week, we will find out what happened. Joining me, as they always do, is my two compatriots. Uh, Mr. Eric Rosenthal, how do you do, sir? I do well. I would do a little bit better if Jets could have scored one more point. Oh. But my Packers won 31-24. They covered against the Chiefs. The 49ers destroyed the Panthers, which was easy money. Um, it was a it was a fun betting weekend of the NFL football, and also the Chargers outright beat the Bears. So fun weekend of football, made some money. A little disappointed in my Jets, but I'm excited to talk about what happened with, with my two favorite guys. Yeah, me too. Hey, uh, Mr. Sean Pfeiffer, um, a man um, who almost needs no introduction. How did your cheeseburger go this week? And uh, welcome back to the program. I mean, I appreciate that. It, listen, it doesn't I, it doesn't take much to do what I've been doing with these cheeseburgers. To be 100% fair and transparent, if you just, I mean, guys, we, we've talked about it now for what, six weeks in a row? If you just take the Patriots and, and just tease them, you're going to win money. And it's gotten to the point of absurdity at this point. Uh, you know, speak for yourselves, guys. It was a great weekend for me. Was this the week that we gave you the Patriots? No, 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 no. That, that was, was the week, week before. The week before I actually, gave I actually got on the air just to, just to do the same thing that I do every other week. Yeah, it's, it's in, in fact, yeah, we could, you could just literally mail it in. We don't even yeah. need, you could literally just send us an email and be like, this is my pick. See you guys next week to collect my money. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, what yeah, our, triple te- cash. our triple tease burger every single week is we choose three teams, we tease the shit out of them, put them together in a uh, beautiful parlay. We're basically playing the lottery at that point, and uh, we see what wins. Um, and uh, last week, um, let's go through what we decided to choose. Um, I, of course, um, I teased the, uh, the Rams... The, uh, the L.A. Rams from 13 down to six points. Um, the Rams were obviously, you know, a big question mark on, uh, on the season. Nobody knows what the heck is going on. Um, they, they're not what they used to be. Todd Gurley is a fraction of his former self. Um, but I feel like they're coming around. They're turning the corner. They're, they're turning the corner, guys. And uh, I decided to, uh, to, to tease those bastards to what I thought, um, you know, a six-point victory over the Bengals would be an easy thing to do. And yes, they ended up covering by uh, 14, running away with it in the end there. And uh, that part of the cheeseburger um, came through to fruition. Do you guys have anything to like even contribute to this matchup? Because I think it's pretty straightforward. I thought that was a pretty slam dunk tease if I got seven points, which I did. Yeah, that was a layup, right? That was a layup. Did you see the end? Did you see the end of that game? I missed it. What happened at the end? Oh, the the Bengals touchdown with four seconds left. Um, mm. So you cut it from 14 down to seven. Maybe they go for two, bit a six, who knows. But then the touchdown was taken off the board and one play and complete. And then that's why the Ravens won by 14. You so know what? It, that's it, it right, Eric. It was yeah. out, out in Tate dropped the – or didn't didn't hold the ball. Although I did see that play because he bobbled the ball. It hit the ground and, yeah, touchdown it, was, was called back. It was a I review. I actually did see that. I wasn't super worried. It was really yeah. weird. Never. It, was it wouldn't never have mattered for the teaser, though. 
Yeah, but I mean, you look at the, that teaser on the board and just t- say to yourself, you got to go for it. Guess what? As a result, the, the aftermath of the aftermath pick, um, Dalton's done. They, did, they benched him. It's game over. The, as of today, they just said, see ya. You're, the, the rookie's coming in. You're, you're done on the season. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Look at the wheels are falling off. They're just written off here. So uh, I think I think the Bengals are going to be a great uh, opportunity for our cheeseburger for the rest of the season because they are going. They're already a mess, um, and they are going to be just nasty for the next uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, let's move on can, to. Can uh, I can yeah. I say something about that? Yes, you can. I, I think you're. And uh, I checked on Bet Online. They actually had a, a line for next week's game. Of Ravens against the Bengals, oh, yeah. and the Ravens are nine and a half point favorites against the Bengals, and that is week. just dreamland for a tease. Oh, it taking the Ravens is. down from nine and a half to two and a half. We just have to wait a week to get it because they're on a buy. But you're absolutely right, especially considering. I mean, can we like do a? F- can we tease forward? We can't do that because considering like I mean how the Baltimore Ravens perform against the Patriots on Sunday night this week, um, it may be a very interesting line. That things might have some like a chance to really, really move. If they beat the Patriots, it's not going to be nine and a half. It's going to go up way high into the double digits, I think. Um, but we can't. We can't do it. we got to wait for the week. But you're right. That nine and a half is just silly. Let's look at um, Fife, your Pats, against the Browns. I mean, it was, it was a bit... It was a, I mean, I don't think at any point anyone thought the Patriots were going to lose this game. But it was close for a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit close, but I mean, ask me if I was ever worried about this game. And I'll, I'll just tell you this. The Patriots defense, what they're doing right now, it's absurd. And, you know, to Eric's point, I think that it's worth also saying this team you take and I will be part, a little tiny bit part of the, the whole philosophy and the thought process behind you take Tom Brady out of the equation I still think that the system is just so well constructed. They, they probably would just continue moving on at the speed of light. And so far, 8-0 and covering the teases the last six weeks in a row. It's just been absurd. And that's their defense, crazy. I guess that's the whole point that I was trying to make. Their defense is, I mean, can we talk to that just a little bit? How impressive has this defense been for you guys? Yeah, it's it's. Well, it's historical right now, but it's a long season. Winter hasn't. Winter is coming. You know, these things are going to change um, drastically. But they, they, they're, they're very, very much. It's one of the one of the best you've ever seen, I guess. But you got to wait till the whole season goes in. Now, that being said, um, I always say it: the Patriots' defenses have always had something in common, even though many of the statistics will be different from year to year. They always held one thing really, really close. And I'm talking the past half a decade and that's points per game. They just don't give up a lot of points. So yeah, granted now they're giving up like like eight per game. um, And they've only given up four touchdowns all season long. And that's really the point is that even last year um, when they were by no means a stellar defense until they got to the Super Bowl, um, they were only giving up, uh, I think it was 13 or 14 points a game year before the same thing. So, it's it's kind of standard protocol, but I guess the statistics are just backing it up now because they are just beaten down on uh, on some really bad teams early. And uh, he, here's the thing: to your point, if they could continue doing this without Tom Brady, th- their schedule is uh, is the 23rd toughest, I believe, for the rest of the season right now. So they already had a cream puff of the beginning of the season, and then what is shaped up to being uh, another cream puff of the second half of the season. So yeah, that's exactly right. They don't really have exactly right a ton of a ton of competition ahead of them. 
Yep, they're going to continue with just a, a subpar schedule, and, and we're going to continue to see their defense just dominating week in and week out. Uh, very impressive effort, and, well, my part of the tease came through. Eric, let's talk about yours. Yeah, Eric, uh, who did you, uh, uh, who did you, uh, you choose for your teaser? There. I, uh, I use my right uh, as an American to plead the fifth and not answer any of your questions about, about uh, who I picked last week on the teaser. It might be incriminating. To it you. might be because I guess I, I'll say it. I picked the Jets. Oh. I picked Sam Darnold. Against Gardner Minshew, I thought they could score some points. I know they looked bad against the Patriots, but I thought everyone looks bad, bad against the Patriots. They'll put up 17 points. They can lose the game. I still cover. Didn't happen. Jets disappointed me. There's rumors they were going to trade Le'Veon Bell, but that didn't happen. And Jamal Adams. Uh, I wish they got rid of them both because I hate the Jets now. Forever and always. Um, the most punchable um, team in, in the entire NFL, according to D. Uh, uh, it's true. Uh, what we talked about earlier. But, uh, yeah, I, I made a mistake. And I, I won't make that mistake again. I've got a much better pick for you all this week. I, I've been killing it all season. Last week was an aberration. I'm back with another W this week. Well, I will tell you this, um, that you came really damn close. Uh, for those of you who don't know, with uh, his portion of the teaseburger, Mr. Rosenthal decided to uh, tease the Jets up to 13, to plus 13, and they lost by 14 points. Um, and he was within one point of taking arguably the top, you know, the worst team in the league or one that's on a downward spiral, that's for sure, and, uh, and almost pulled off a winning portion of a teaseburger with it. So I, I do have to give you kudos and credit for that, but that being said... You, I think you just you flew too close to the sun, my friend, and uh, and that was doing so did. well with these cheeseburgers, and it just it just it was about time, and you were punished. You were punished dearly and severely for uh, for taking the Jets in any capacity. Uh, Fife, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Jets are who we thought that they were, right? I mean, that's kind of what all happened this week the quick synopsis is this shouldn't have shocked too many people i understand i want to just say preface by saying i understand why eric made the pick it made sense on paper but sam darnold the the new york jets not really a fun team to bet on guys uh and they wound up hurting the the back leg of our cheeseburger so we'll see i mean we'll see how it all works out this week uh we have some, some teams lined up that I feel pretty good about. So I have a good good uh, feeling about this week. You do, okay? I like I like that. Well, why don't we get into it? We need to pick a cheese a cheeseburger for this week, guys. Um, why don't we start with you, Mister uh, Eric Rosenthal? Let's talk a little bit about how you're going to recover from the cheeseburger. Because by the way, let's just from week to week. I have a short memory, but this week, um, you know, me and Fife came through. You know what I mean? In the cheeseburger, we held up our end of the bargain. How are you going to make it up to us this week, man? I'm making it up to you again, an easy W. I'm going to take, uh, you know, I learned my lesson last week. You know, there's there's one team in the AFC East, and that's the New England Patriots that cover every week. Oh. And you can't be picking quarterbacks who aren't that good with other AFC teams and expect AFC East teams expect them to do the same thing. Having said that, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills oh. to take them from a nine and a half point favorite down to the two and a half point favorite against the Washington Redskins. That is should be a layup. They should beat the Redskins for sure. They are a terrible football team. The Bills have to win this game if they're a serious playoff contender. They're much better. They're at home. The Redskins have nothing to play for. 
heard Trent Williams coming back, but I don't know if he's going to play this week or obviously we'll be ready to ready to roll. Um, just just one player. I really think the Bills win this game. They only got to win by a field goal, minus nine and a half to minus two and a half. That's a W uh, easily to start off our triple cheeseburger. Well, that's you know by the way that's a very very good. Um it's a very good line. You're crossing like numbers like crazy to get it yeah. at two and a half. That's just, that's a beautiful tease right there. Very, very, very slick. I, I like your thoughts on that. You know, that's, a, that's the nicest thing that anyone said to me all, all week, D. So I appreciate that. Hope the listeners out there uh, get in on it with us too, because it is a nice. beautiful tease. Nine and a half to two and a half. I love it. All right. Fife Dog, you're up, man. I know you, you've just been crushing it. What are you doing? Are you doing this again? Are you doing what we're thinking of doing? Because this is it's a tough one right now. That's a tough. That's a yeah. tough line. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, man. I'm gonna say this. You guys are gonna be surprised because for the first week in six weeks, I'm not taking the Patriots this weekend. That's and unbelievable. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that they covered their tees this week. So we'll we'll see how it all plays Whoa. out. But I I, yeah. I want to say this. I know that's a bold statement. We could talk about it here and debate it if if you guys want to. But I, I, what I want to do is I, I think that this is the better tease this week and what makes more sense. I want to tease the Seahawks down from six and a half to getting a point and a half or getting half a point. Yeah, and okay. I think this this actually makes more sense in my opinion because, that, listen, they're looking ahead of them and looking at what the team that's leading their division right now is doing in the 49ers. And they cannot afford to lose any of these games. This feels like a layup for me at home where they play so well, Very whether, cool. you know, whether we can talk about the Legion of Boom not being there anymore or not. They still are a great home football team. And we know that Pete Carroll always has these guys fired up and ready to play at home against the Tampa Bay team where just last week they only won by a touchdown against Atlanta. I think that that's going to sit a little bit sour with them because they should have just ran away with that game. For me, this feels like the best bet of the weekend. I'm going to tease them down from six and a half to getting half a point. All they got to do is win. Wow. My thoughts on that. I mean, I, I, I still think, and maybe I'm scoring from like week four when I, when they lost me my cheeseburger by getting their butts kicked at home. Um, and it was that I, th- I think they're fraudulent still. I still think the Seattle Seahawks are not a real football team yet. I, I, just, I just can't do it. There's something in my body that just doesn't allow for me to, to, to think that they can't lose. And I'm, I'm It's a great even conversation, though. You don't think that they win this game this weekend? I, here's the thing. I just think, is it conceivable that they lose against the Bucks at home? Absolutely, yeah. I do. I think it's a yeah. conceivable notion. And by the way, if you would ask me in week four when I was like betting on them in my cheeseburger pick and teasing them all over the place, because I would have laughed at myself right now. I would have told yeah. myself to go stuff it that they were going to lose to the Bucks at all um, at home this season, especially how they started off. And uh, they just proved me wrong, wrong because they're just not in my. Uh, and what I've observed, the same sort of team that they're there. They're just really spastic and weird. Uh, Rosenthal, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I can't trust the Seahawks in, in this it's, game. I, trust I mean, issues. we're going to roll with the teaseburger. I have trust issues with uh, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, maybe he's going to throw a, a pick at the goal line. Who knows? I don't trust Jameis Winston in <laughs> Seattle either. So don't get me uh, don't get me going on that. When we check back next Tuesday, you know, I'm not expecting. Winston to win the game. I just think there is a realistic chance, as D said. Um, I, w- I would go somewhere else on the board. I'll, I'll tell you guys 
my, my other backup pick, oh. if it's even allowed, um, after you guys continue. But uh, I, I worry about the Seahawks a little bit. Yeah, I do I'm too. Not and I, one I, bit. You don't worry at all. I, I just, not, just look who they beat. They, they barely beat the Bengals. They barely beat the Steelers, who were just reeling. Although it was on the road, but still, like they. Yeah, they, I was about to say that those games weren't at home, right? Yeah, they so. they at home they barely beat the Rams when the Rams were like this weird, reasonable, unreasonable facsimile of the Rams. Uh, barely but they beat still the Rams. beat the Rams. It is by like, like that's my point. They still beat the Rams. The thing, it's like, like that's still. They're going miss field goals, you know. They're doing that uh, thing again, where it's like, are they winning? Yeah, well, yeah they are by like a point. So yeah. I, it's a trust issue. I'm, I'm with that Rosenthal here. I have I have tremendous trust trust issues. Okay. Um, All right. Let's talk about my cheeseburger. You know what I'm doing here? I'm going into a place that I never go into uncharted waters, into into the Ooh. land. Yeah, into the land of make believe. Um, I call it like I don't ever do this. This is like a cardinal rule of mine that has been like I, 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 might, I think I'm going to get a belt buckle made with this on it. I think I, I just need to. Um, and I tell everybody, all my friends who, who are getting into betting or want to bet, I just say you never, ever bet on the NFC East. You just never do it. Just stay away from it. Yeah. Just sit back, relax. And if you happen to be a fan of one of those teams, you probably want to just drink a giant like glass of whiskey and hang on for the ride because it's generally really annoying and, and super unpredictable. Um, but I said, I said, I said, fuck it this week. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get, I'm going to get crazy with the cheese whiz here, guys. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going Monday night football and I'm teasing them Cowboys down to a pick them over the New York giants who have been mm. just an absolute like puddle of crap for the, as much as I've seen, they are, all over the place. They, I mean, for a day, they, they, every, every cover of every newspaper in the entire like Eastern seaboard, it was, you'd think they'd won another Super Bowl over the Patriots. I don't know what was going on. And then now they've just come back down to earth. They're only seven point underdogs. And that's a good reason because the NFC East is so insanely hard to handicap. I think that line is way too tight, but I think the Dallas Cowboys go on the road and they win the game. I think Cowboys, Cowboys aren't as bad as everyone thinks they are. And uh, I think they're solid. You look at Dak's numbers, their DVOA is not off the charts, but pretty freaking good, um, especially defensively. And I think they go in there and they, they eat him alive a little bit, and we get the Dallas Cowboys come away with a win. Granted, it's going to NFC East. It's going to be like a field goal or like a win by one point. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, but I think the Cowboys can do that, and that's my tease right there. Teasing it right down. Yeah. I like that? the pick. I like the pick a lot. I think that that's honestly one of my favorite teases on the entire board this week. I just can't, you know, just because of life and because of just how much I despise and loathe the Dallas Cowboys. I just can't do it. So, you know, good for you. I'm, I'm, I really like the tease. I think it's yeah, a good man. tease. Dallas pick them on the road to, to get to bring this cheeseburger home and for all of us to, uh, to do a little happy dance, I think I think it's good. Um, Rosenthal, what do you think? Are you with me on this one, man? Was that your backup one? Yeah, it was not my backup oh. one. My backup one quickly was Thursday Night Football, the 49ers. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. But yeah, you uh, told, speak you to told your me Cowboys pick. Ah, well, I recommend some, uh, some people out there, if they're listening before Thursday Night Football, maybe getting get on the 49ers, make it a four-teamer, go a little crazy. But uh, I like your Cowboys <laughs> pick. It makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe a little, little too low because it is the NFC East. Everyone expects it to be close, but Danny Dimes is exactly a, a stud. I know Saquon Barkley is good, but I don't trust the Giants at all. Cowboys, uh, 
I said they were overrated before. Now they're maybe a little underrated because the people have realized um, they weren't, you know, some dominant team. And uh, now they got yes. underrated a little bit. Exactly. And uh, I think they're going to get the W on Monday Night Football. I think that's a great way to put it. I, yeah, I wish I'd, I'd said that because that's exactly it. They, they got overhyped as they do because they're the Cowboys and they went really public super hard. And then everyone realized they're just, they're, they're a good team. They're not a freaking giant killer. In the, uh, no pun intended. You know what I mean? They're oh, not like, <laughs> not a giant killer. But, they, yeah, but they'll beat the Giants, well I'll tell you. So... So yeah, I think that's right. Their position kind of where they should be now. Everyone's like, okay, you're pretty good. You're not good. You might make the last, might win your division, but it's the NFCs, so who fucking knows? Um, so that's where we're at with them, and that's how I, how I feel about that. Um, talk to me about your Thursday supplemental cheeseburger tease. So a quadruple cheeseburger, if you will. I mean, 49ers have been completely dominant all year. Kyler Murray didn't even finish the game last week. Uh, it was what 51-13, 49ers. Uh, Cardinals lost 31 to nine. Kyler Murray is not ready for the big time. He's playing maybe the best defense in the entire league. Will the 49ers cover minus nine and a half? I don't know, but bring that nine and a half down to two and a half, just like the Bills game, makes a lot of sense. They just got to win the game by three. They're undefeated for a reason. Cardinals have struggled a lot for a reason. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, and the 49ers could win that game by a field goal or more. Yeah, I I mean, I mean it, that's actually a pretty silly one. The only the only uh, contingency I take on that, I mean, if I'm looking at factors, which there aren't very many here, it goes it goes on the road, but not really on the road. Divisional game, you know, are are generally tighter than you think. But I when I look at it on paper, I'm like, the 49ers are gonna throttle the Cardinals here. Almost I mean, tease San Francisco up to freaking 15 and a half, 16 and a half. There and it's probably still a, a, a good bet for the cheeseburger. Um, what do you think, Fife? How about what Coleman did in, in last week? I mean, this guy, what, 13 carries with four touchdowns? Yeah. What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> Absolutely absurd. Eric, I know that you're a believer in this guy. I mean, can he continue doing this, being number one in the team's depth chart? Uh, I'm team Matt Breida, but uh, yeah, he, he'll, he'll keep it up. I mean, Cal Shanahan is probably the second best coach in the NFL if you're looking at it objectively. Uh, you know, I know a lot of coaches study him, not not Sean McVay. Um, so I think he's behind Belichick, second best coach in the league. He's got great plays, great play calls. Um, I, I really like them. I, I do have, I want to go one more question that I have for both of you to pose at a different game, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Patriots, Ravens. At what time in the game does Belichick call the play to tear Lamar Jackson's ACL? I, I say, again. Say, say, say that again. What, what time in the game is Bill Belichick going to call the play to try to tear Lamar Jackson's ACL? Because, oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's what you know, they, he, yeah. he can't face a, a good quarterback. You know, the whole season he's got to he's got to go to the backup. He's got to take Lamar Jackson out. This is his one chance before the playoffs. So I assume he's going to do that, right, D? And then you're a Patriots fan. You know they do whatever they they can to win. Yeah, yeah. At some point, at some point, he will be so bamboozled by the Patriots' defense that he'll just twist himself awkwardly to take himself out of the game. And that's what these guys do. They're so overwhelmed by the sheer dominance that they're faced with that they stick their cleat into the turf and do a like a just a spinning, jerking motion, and uh, and and go, guys, I can't continue because my knee is broken. And that's what will happen. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's, it's these sacrificial um, uh, quarterback instincts that they put into place because they just can't face. It's like a, a, a scorned lover 
a jilted. You know what I just caught? I just caught something. I just caught something here. What's Eric? Don't don't think that I didn't just catch on to something. Eric is in. So we're we're in a high stakes season long fantasy league, and Eric has been trying to shop Lamar Jackson in for the last two days. Eric is. You're you're reading between the lines here, aren't you? Well, I am reading between the lines, as I say. I, I want to get rid of him before uh, he has to face the Patriots defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's man. Awesome. He might have – it might be a long night. But you never know. With, with things like this too, every good defense – and I mean every good – look at uh, Chicago three weeks ago when, they, when Chicago went to uh, – to London, it's like that's the best. That was the best defense in football up until that point. There, there's there's always an opportunity to break it. Unfortunately, I don't know if Baltimore has weapons of that caliber to do it. They're a bit not a one trick pony, but they're they're not a two. They're not a three trick pony, which is the way you do it. And if 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 they can't if they can't keep uh, Lamar protected or keep him in the pocket, they might have a pretty long night. Hey guys, before we uh, before we go here, we got to talk about a few things because we had a really really great. Um, chat last week about uh, what they call the old World Series of the baseball, and uh, oh, I man. had to stop that, myself. That one, that one stressed me out a little bit. I stopped myself from texting you, uh, Fife, for the first two games. I was, well, all four games. I didn't the whole time, but I felt, I felt deep in the cockles of my heart um, that if if they won Game Four the way they did, if they just if they just manned up and they gutted out a game four, it was game over for the Nationals. But you got to take us through what was going on because you had it on paper. You had the script for this World Series and how it was going to go, that the depth of your of your rotation would eventually eat them alive and pound for pound, yeah. the top two starters could go toe-to-toe, but they just didn't have the batting to keep up with you. Um, we didn't see that, um, but then we did see you know, your prophetization come true for games th- um, three and four and, and five. Um, talk to me a little bit about, about what you've been going through the last week. Oh, my God. Uh, talk about stress for the last week. It's been, uh, for those that don't know, I'm a diehard Houstonian and, and Houston fan by heart. It's, it's literally in my blood. And, you know, this last, uh, I don't know, however many days the World Series has been now has been an absolute roller coaster ride of emotions. But I do want to at least speak to this. Strasburg is better than Justin Verlander. And mm-hmm. I- I'm saying that because that's the game that's on tonight. And that has me worried a little bit because I've seen what this Nationals team has done in their bullpen, which is absolutely embarrassing. It's nothing. And I think that that's exactly what we're going to see tonight. I think you're going to see Steven Strasburg throw 120 pitches tonight, maybe even upwards of 125, 130. I'm not exaggerating. And if he does that, if he goes eight, nine innings in this game, I think that this is going to be a really tough game for the Astros to win. I think we have all the momentum in the world. We'll see how Game 7 plays out. There's a chance that Max Scherzer is going to be available for Game yeah. 7 in Houston. Uh, there's just It's going to be such a crazy dynamic to see. I, I mean, I, we could spend an hour talking about this World Series and what I mean, we've you, seen you could to spend, this point. I know, sorry. Yeah, we, um. we definitely could, but we're not going to do that uh, for, the, for the listeners' sake. I will say this. It, it felt good to be right just about the depth of our team. Uh, knowing that we obviously had Grinky and what a hell of a game he pitched, even though he only went four and two-thirds innings uh, in game three, being able to kind of navigate through that lineup and getting out of some really high-stress innings. Uh, and then, obviously, in game four with Urquidy pitching just an absolute shim. This kid, I can't wait for him to replace 
Nathan's Cole in the starting rotation next season. I cannot wait because I think that his ceiling and his future is ridiculous. The kid throws 96. He commands the fastball. He's a five-pitch pitcher with a changeup that moves one direction on lefties and a two-seamer that moves the opposite direction. He also has a cutter in his arsenal with a curveball and a slider. The guy is filthy. He's really, really good, and he's young. Uh, very excited for his future. That's a whole other point. The Astros certainly have the momentum in this series. I hope that that's enough to get to Strasburg early. I think, and I want to hear Eric's thoughts on this. I know he's a diehard baseball fan as well, but my thought of tonight's game is this. If we don't get to Strasburg in the first or second inning, and those are going to be the, the most important innings for us, if we don't get to him in the first or second inning, I think we lose this game tonight. Uh, if he can get in that proverbial cruise control through this game, I think it's going to be really tough sledding for the Astros, and we've all seen how capable Strasburg is. Fun fact, and then I'll toss it over to you, Eric, for final thoughts on the World Series game. Justin Berlander has never won a World Series game. He's made six starts. He's 0-5 with over a 5 ERA in his six starts. Steven Strasburg, completely opposite. In the playoffs postseason this year, he has a sub-2 ERA. It's like 1.48 ERA. So kind of a tale of two different scripts here, right, Eric? Yeah, uh, Justin Berlander has some of that Kershaw-itis in the World yeah. Series. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> failing when his team needs him the most. It's the Kershaw um, flu. This is, this is the second biggest underdog Steven Strasburg has been in his entire career. The only time he was a bigger underdog was earlier in the series when he got the W against Justin Berlander. However, I picked the Astros in six. I'm going to stick with the Astros in six. I think it's a low-scoring game. I'm going to say Astros four, Nationals three. Uh, I, I really agree with you, Sean, in general, that they got to get the Strasburg early. I think he has a, has a very good game. The bullpen maybe gives up a home run or two late for the Astros to win this game, win this World Series. Uh, I hope it happens for you. I hope it happens for you know all, all the people in Houston who uh, you know desperately need a World Series, right? They haven't won in forever. Oh, wait, they beat my Dodgers. <laughs> so I hate myself for that. But um, I, I think you're right in general, but um, I'm a little partial to Strasburg because I bet on his first start ever and won. But I have to take the Astros and, and go with my uh, my brain over my heart. Astros in six, just like I predicted before, and uh, I think you'll be celebrating a World Series victory tonight. Don't uh, don't drink too much. I have yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not gonna be drinking at all, man. But yeah, I got no horses in think, this dude? race. Yeah. I have no horses in this race, right? This is this is one of my. It, it's my favorite thing is when I don't have any like love or hatred whatsoever towards teams that are in a final of anything. You know, it's it's hard to come by. Um, but when you can just yeah. objectively sit back and enjoy a great game of something or a series of something, it happens rarely, but it's my favorite thing. And this is definitely one of those. Not that any of these teams are uh, insanely likable, but I just don't hate them. Um, so I'm super happy about that. And uh, I mostly um, uh, am, am hoping that tonight you get to sew up uh, an Astros World Series for you, um, Fife Dog. Um, that is what I'm hoping for. I think Verlander gets over the hump here. I think he wins this. My money's on it anyway. I bet not only them to win the series, but also uh, tonight's game. And uh, and I think, uh, I, I don't know if they get to Strasbourg early. I think it's going to be one of these, It's they're going to grind this thing out. It might go to extra innings. I'm thinking if I get a bet, a live bet for it to go extra, I'm probably going to put money on that. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. But I think we're going to wind up with a, uh, um, for my bank book anyway, um, I'm hoping we're going to get an Astros World Series victory tonight. 
What do you think of that? God, I hope so. I hope so, hey. man. I mean, this is going to be, it, it would be huge. And you know, Eric, sitting over here, taking the, I, I saw the little low blow with, when was the last time you won? Uh, oh, it was only two years ago. Two years before ago. that, before that, when was the last time that we won? Let, let us enjoy our dynasty. God knows your Dodgers have had to, you know, be able to enjoy some of those dynasties that we've seen in LA for a long time. So I think this I've is, never seen, whoa, 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 whoa. I've never seen the Dodgers win a World Series in my lifetime. So what are you right. talking about? Like, you okay. need another right. series. Right. I've never even had one. Fair enough. Maybe not in your lifetime, but before your lifetime, they, they took care of business. How many World Series titles do the Dodgers have in their franchise history? Uh, I, I don't know, but I know Masters Mac is going to be happy if Masters was with tonight. Masters Mac is there's there's the uh, the the whole story here, right? Masters Mac and him hedging his entire company on the yeah, Houston Astros. Astros to win, and and I'm kicking myself, D. I didn't go buy a three thousand dollar mattress, and I told myself, you know the story, right? Yeah, he absolutely, is absolutely. Essentially, no, yeah, every, everybody knows the story. He's essentially not even essentially. What he's doing is he's hedging his bet. His company here in town, Gallery One, uh, decided Gallery Furniture decided that they were gonna give a free mattress if the Astros won a World Series for any mattress purchased over three thousand uh, dollars. I think he started realizing late <laughs> in the season. Uh, holy shit, uh, our trouble. Astros are really good. So he went and bet a ton of money at a ton of different books all around the country. And I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to be happy or sad. Who knows? His $10 million bet might only be a third of what he's going to have to pay back to Houstonians and mattresses. Man, you know what, though? I, just for that, that PR play is probably worth millions to him anyway. Because I'm going to so go buy, I'm gonna go buy so a mattress from that so guy. Smart. I love that guy. So go buy it from Mattress Mac. There's no, it's great because people don't have like mattress loyalty. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like the, the wicked falafel place down the thing. You're like, you, you, it's not your barber where you're like, I'm never going to another barber. Screw, yeah, exactly. like, screw the mattress place. I'll go to see Mattress Mac. That guy's crazy. You know? I love it. <laughs> That's that's how it works, and and now he's a homer too, and he bet on my team, so I'm buying mattresses. And, and not only that, not to spend so much time on mattress back, but not only that, but the whole city of Houston now, and I can speak to this because it's in the first front page of the Houston Chronicle. It's all over the local media outlets, and they're eating this up and giving him all the PR. He is so smart from a marketing standpoint because in the eyes of Houston, in the eyes of all the fellow Houstonians around here, he's he bet ten million dollars yeah. on the Astros to win the World Series. So he's being viewed as a hero when in reality he's just trying to cover his ass. Oh my that's God. Me. It's it's awesome. And that's the American dream, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Hey, uh <laughs> hey uh Eric and Sean, thank you guys for hanging out with me uh, this week again. I, Lots of fun. Okay. Yeah. I had a great time. I enjoyed talking baseball, the World Series. Excited to hit that cheeseburger. Uh, let's fucking get it. We're going to nail it, guys. Uh, uh, Fife Dog, best of luck tonight, my friend. Thank you, sir. It's going to be a uh, fun, stressful pacing around our house game tonight. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. I hope that we can get to Strasbourg early. I, I, yeah, well, for your sake, I do, and mine too. Uh, folks, hey, if you liked what we said here, any of it, head to betonline.ag. Use the promo code REVIEW. 
when you sign up, deposit some money, you'll get a little extra nugget in your account. You'll get a little bit of, a little bit of extra money to maybe bet on the World Series tonight or on that wicked triple cheeseburger that we put down for you this week. Um, you can, of course, find us on the iTunes machine, on Podcast One, on CLNS Media Network, and, of course, at theunderreviewshow.com. I am D. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you later in the week. Adios, muchachos. Adios, muchachos.